Hi, everybody. Welcome to Molder Was Right. I am one of your hosts. My name is Sakif. I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts. Brendan. Curtis. Joe. And I'm Joe. Unfortunately, once again, Anderson could not be here because he is uh, currently still in the middle of moving. Fighting the sun. Uh, Fighting the sun. Sorry, that. (laughs) Um, So he'll be here uh, probably in like a month, if we're being honest. Probably. Sun's really far away. Yeah. We miss you, Anderson. He caused the hurricane. He caused the hurricane. That may be true. Yes. That that could happen. Yeah. That's why he left. Unconfirmed. (laughs) Unconfirmed. Okay. Um. So, um, I think I want to say that this topic that I'm about to bring to you guys is pretty interesting. I like interesting. I hope so. You, you want to say that? I want to say that. And I believe that it is because it's interesting enough that it is a conspiracy theory that has actually garnered mainstream media attention. Ooh, I love things that garner. Like you, Jennifer Garner. But- so Keith, you can't trust the main state media. The main uh, what, Joe? The, the mainstream <laughs> media. I don't know. I, <laughs> man, I lost my train of thought like halfway through. It, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of Jennifer Gardner, she needs to be in more things. I like her. Moving That's on. That's good to know, Brendan. Moving on. That's good to know. <laughs> we are moving on. Um, so the uh, topic I bring forth to you, my my uh, friends and fellow colleagues in uh, bringing conspiracies to light, is uh, the North American Union. Have Mm. any of you heard of this theory? Is this... uh, I've heard of North America. I've heard of unions. I've heard of Western (laughs) Union. I've heard of Union Pacific, the railroad company. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like railroad things. Uh, I know unions are great for us, so this, you know, can't possibly be bad, right? Um, let's think more along the lines. Well, let's consider one example, the European, European Union. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've, I've heard of this. I have actually We're... been to, uh, I've been to Brussels. I've seen the, the European U- Union buildings. Cool. Good. So we have our European Union specialist here with us today, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, you're a specialist now. I, uh, yeah, I pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's think along those lines. Um, that's a pretty good, uh, frame of reference for, for this topic. Um, so, the North American Union, um, what do you guys think I mean by that? Uh, I think you mean some sort of European Union, but in America, in the North America. Like a, like a union between all of the countries in North America. Civil War. Joe's right. Nah, I'm just kidding. Sick. Um, um, but yeah, Curtis, you're Curtis and Brendan, you're you're both you're both on the right on the right path. It is cool. like a North America, like a sort of like North American union between the three countries of North America. Um, that would be Canada, U- the United States, and Mexico. Technically, I think all of the countries in Central America count as being in North America too. For whatever reason, this theory specifically said. Mexico, Canada, and the United States. Okay. Um, and I, it's just like basically everywhere I've looked, it's referring to those three states. There was one source I remember that did discuss a potential union of North and South America, or at least North Amer- America and 
Central America, but for the most part, we're looking at Canada, Mexico, and the United States. Brendan, okay. you have a question. I do. So, so, so Keith, um, what you're saying is, is that this is a union between the United States, Canada, and Mexico as being the primary ones, correct? Uh, that is correct. Okay, so why would Trump want to build a wall? Want Mexico to build that wall? Why would he want them to build it? You probably so, don't know the answer to this. Um, I'm just I'm just making a poor joke. Um, we can move on. <laughs> okay. Because you probably right. don't know the answer it's to, to that. It's to throw us off, you know, the trail. With yeah, we're uh, yeah that actually Joe, you're on on point with that one. Um, the whole idea is with people with this theory is that we're being thrown off the trail. That's yeah. essentially what's going on with this theory. So, man, so. I was following up with another bad joke. Sick. My question is, what does America, which is an, a country with an immense amount of uh, power in the world, what does America gain by joining Mexico and Canada, which are countries that have significantly less world power? That is a good question, and hopefully I will be able to answer that question. Keep that question in the back of your head, and hopefully, as we talk about this, I will be able to answer that. Uh, Joe? I just had to make a really bad joke about that. So we gain maple syrup and delicious food. Tacos, burritos, Dos Equis. Dos Equis is pissed. Never mind. There's, um... Uh, yeah, you know, you've hit on a point of Mexican food and uh, maple syrup, and I'm wondering if there's a, oh, something there. Poutine. We get poutine, too. Poutine. So, so to, to sort of go with your question here, Curtis, um, like, there's a reason why there are a bunch of superhero teams and they're not just doing it on their own. Because, you know, you do have someone who's as great as, say, Iron Man or Captain America, but when you put them all together, they're unstoppable. They can beat Ultron and other people. And hopefully, eventually, Thanos. There you go. Until but they we'll dis see. Until they disband because of ideologies and such and such. Yep. Until that yeah. happens. Happens often. Anyway, <laughs> let's anyway. let's let's move on to topic here because we've uh, killed too many minutes already. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so the North American Union is a theoretical, political, and economical union between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Um, this might be kind of cool, right? You know, maybe. I mean, what do you guys think? Like, don't you think that'd be kind of cool if there was some kind of political and economical union between these three nations? I mean, may maybe. Like, we have, you have to be able to work with the countries that are next to you. You have to have some sort of agreement with them. You have to have, you know, you can't just hate them. You can't just ignore them. They exist. Um, I mean, yeah. I just don't buy it. I don't buy that we would be working with uh, Canada and Mexico, specifically Mexico. Because we have like this whole thing about border patrol and everything and this whole issue. Whereas if we were working together, you know, our borders would probably be pretty fluid. Well, this theory was a lot more prominent, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So not it in the... It still kind of holds some, like some people still believe in it to this day, but it was a lot heavier during like the, you know... 2000s and late 90s it'd be cool sure. it'd be cool not you know having to need a passport to get between the the two countries that like, would be cool that'd right be cool that and, is one of the ideas too for and that. that was some to some extent the point of the european union also is it makes it very easy to travel between european countries makes sense yeah also mm -hmm. helps with um trade 
Um, it helps reduce the cost of trade and just mm-hmm. basically opens up a, tra- a free trade market. You know, like basically you can just trade goods between the three nations and mm-hmm. becomes a lot more fluid. Steve, I might be getting ahead of myself, but like, would we use the same currency? Or would we keep um, our own individual? That is actually the first thing we're going to talk about. Awesome, cool. Perfect. Sweet. Um, Good job. But I'm, before we get there... Um, so it's not the first thing we're going to talk about, Ski. It's not the first... Well, it's the first <laughs> we talked about the part Avengers of the theory this. we're going to talk about. It's the first like specific like point of the theory we're going to talk about. But before we get there, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Cool. First. Um, let's see. And I believe it was... Back in 2008 was when, like, there was, like, a really big, like, widespread belief, like, here in the United States that it was actually being planned and implemented. Okay. Um, This was, like, around the time of the 2008 presidential uh, campaign. I'll make references back to the campaign periodically um, as I refer to my notes. That was Obama Um, and Mitt Romney, right? No, that was Obama Obama and and Mitt Romney. John McCain. Oh, was it McCain? Yeah, it was yes. McCain. Mitt Romney okay, okay. was 2012. You're right, you're right. Okay. And, and McCain had his, his vice president was uh, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Yeah. You mean Tina Fey? I mean... What? The devil. That's, that's who. Yeah. <laughs> she can see Russia. Alaskan Barbie. <laughs> anyway, uh, go on, So, Steve. yeah, so... Um, former Mexican President Vincent uh, or Vicente Fox actually supported, or I don't know if he still supports it. I'm sure he, to some extent he does, but um, back during his campaign um, in the general election of 2000 in Mexico, um, he was actually being advised by his policy advisor, Jorge Castaneda, um, to implement um, um, and integrate um, conceptions of. Uh, or, uh, you know, just to integrate and expand on NAFTA um, policies and ideas. Okay. Um, and Jorge Castaneda was largely influenced by academic uh, Robert Pastor. And uh, during his pre- presidency, um, Vicente Fox actually did try to propose a plan of economic union to Bush, to acting President Bush and Prime Minister uh, uh, Jean uh, Chrétien. I think that's how you say his name. I'm not sure. Uh, but Bush rejected it. And in um, Fox's uh, book, Revolution of Hope, he even talks about how the White House basically wanted him to give it a rest. Like, they were like, please stop. We're not doing this. Okay, so this this was back around 2007 in that time? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so he wanted to expand uh, the North American Free Trade Agreement. mm -hmm. Yeah, well, no, well, it would be actually like 2001 is when he was trying to do this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 2001 was when he was trying to do this, but this, but like in 2007, there was a lot of talk of of the North American Union going on here in America too. Okay, so, um, because of course, I mean, we, you you bring up NAFTA, which is uh a sort somewhat of an agreement we these three countries already have uh with each yeah. other. Yeah, NAFTA actually does um play into the North American Union um theory, so and we will we'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, but the first thing we're going to talk about is currency. Uh, namely, the Amero. The Amero. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fantastic name. <laughs> Can't okay. we just all do pesos? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have, like, a billion um, of them. So, like, four bucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, like, you know, the, the idea here is... Um, 
like we would have the Amero, but like there is like you know this whole idea like well Canada has a dollar, the U.S. has the dollar, mm-hmm. um, and then America and Canada or America and Mexico use the same uh you know dollar bill sign, so okay, so why not just call it the dollar? You know, when there's already two countries that use that use the term dollar yeah. and then two other countries share the same sign. Mm-hmm. But does it use like monopoly money, though? Like, isn't it like plastic and like pink and whatnot? I think in Canada, you just sort of smile and, and that's at the grocery currency. store. And that's kind of what you you do instead of paying oh, for things. Hey, the, your part like this was pretty good. You, eh? you just hold on, talk like this and go like, hey, oh, all hey. the time. Get uh, out. Eh? We. I think I think we should call it um either the the Poller, the the Dalso. Um I like I like Dalso. Peso dollar, just really fast. Peso dollar. Well, the Amero the term Amero was coined in nineteen ninety nine by um Herbert Grubel. So Herbert whom? Herbert Grubel. Grubel? Uh, so you okay, are okay, wait, 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 wait. It should be called the Grubel. <laughs> <laughs> Just end of conversation. That sounds <laughs> like Grubel. That sounds like like a Rick and Morty currency. <laughs> That'll be a uh, eight Grubels. That'll be, uh, Fourteen and ninety nine Grubels. One schmeckle, please. <laughs> so it just sounds like we're spitting the face of Europe, like for the euro. Like fuck you. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. It does sound like the euro. Uh, it's a it's a very like you, obvious. You um, can't control us anymore, euro. mom. Um, it plays into anti-Mexican paranoia with its vague Spanish-soundingness. Okay. So, so, so people are afraid um, that our money is going to sound a little Spanish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. People like so I mean, call it the you, so you white folks this, don't like change. This theory, like, very much gets like a lot of like, like a lot of its like push comes from like kind of like uh, racist and fascists and you know con- and like and like people like that so they're like afraid so, that we're allying with mexico is really the fear and they don't like mexico and they don't like mexicans i mean, I'm I mean as- yeah essentially it's like all anti-immigration and xenophobic uh-huh. sentiment that's driving it and they're afraid like mexico is gonna bring us down sort of yeah you mean- i mean well i mean i i get i'm uh, i uh I don't want to get too ahead of myself during this, like, like, I don't want to get too ahead so that uh, I just want to make sure we like hit the points and then we'll, uh, we, we can discuss it. So then we, we have more information to kind of go off. All right. Great. You're right. Yeah. Cause I don't want to get too ahead and then just kind of like lose what we're talking about. Cause, but yeah, well, I'll go ahead and continue. So we've got the Amero. Um, again, it was coined in 1999 in a paper written by Herbert Grubel from the, uh, (laughs) Um, from the Fraser Institute. From the Fraser Institute. <laughs> yeah, the Fraser Institute. Okay. I'm sorry. Or we I, could also I, like call it the Fraser. Give me that. that What's the scrambled we, eggs thing? What? Top salad and scrambled eggs. Toss salad and, and scrambled, scrambled eggs. eggs. We should also call the Fraser? dollar toss salad and scrambled eggs. Should just be the name of our currency. Yep. This is all I'm going to do the rest of the Kelsey episode. Is grammar, just brainstorm names for the, for the for the for the potential Amero. Okay. I mean, because uh, because everything that we've come up with is way better than the Amero. I I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to us changing the name, but there are um there are Amero coins out in existence. Wow. Uh, or I should say, um, they're not really 
They're not real. Well, obviously. Um, but there are Amero coins. Um, but, you know, like, there, there's a... Um, there's a... Uh, let me see. What was his name? Uh, Hal Turner. That's who it is. Hal Turner, who is a known neo-Nazi and an FBI snitch. Um, <laughs> that's a good combination. Yeah, this is, this is kind of weird. He's yeah. Got, um, he's got a good resume going there. Yeah. He, he does a lot. He had a web... Sh- he had a web show, um, and then I guess he went to prison for a few years. He got out, and back in 2015, he started, like, another web show. Um, as people do. anyhow. As, as neo-Nazis do. do. I ab- And, sorry, I apologize. I'm, like, so tired, so I'm kind of, like, losing my train of thought here. But, um, yeah, so Hal Turner actually, um, there's, a, there's an article that I found, um, that he, uh, I guess it was like backlogged in the internet or something like that. And he basically is like, Snopes like found my thing and was like, this is false. And I'm like, but I still hold to it. This is true. And, um, you know, he basically said, like, basically he went on and claimed that, that um, the North American Union is happening. Like there is, like government officials from all three countries are trying to make it happen. It's already in the works. It's being planned. Like there's already pushing, there's already push for it, so, and he even claimed that um, currency has already been printed out for this inevitable union of Canada, Mexico, and the United States. So the neo Nazis said it, so it must be true. Cool. Ding ding ding. I mean, there's a, like I've done a lot of research into various conspiracy theories, and there are just people who are like. Yeah, man, I'm just telling this to the people so that they know. The question is, where do they get their information from? Because they don't disclose yeah. it. And that's like the real issue is just people say something. And then if you get enough people on the Internet to believe you, like. That just happens. And now and now you're a conspiracy theorist and have all this stuff. I mean, it's literally literally like in uh, like medieval times and before that, where you're just like, uh, I'm the king because God says so. And then they were like, oh, man, it's right. He said so. And then, and then he's now the king. Well, if we learned anything from Curtis's last episode, little, Greek or little gray men will tell you, and that's how you spread the word mm-hmm. about comets and, you know, impending doom. Yeah. Well, you're describing sure, his... Probably little gray men, like, behind the scenes, like, you know, telling us this is going to happen. Obviously, yeah. Oh, man, it's the race of the Amero. That's why they want it to be called Amero. We are the Amero. I am the Grubel. <laughs> Grubel's way better. Yeah, we can we can go ahead and go with Grubel. I'm down with it, but for the sake of like consistency, can we send a letter to Congress about it? Um, you could try, but they're gonna tell you that it's not real. Joe, you totally so... should. I they're gonna like they're gonna fight you on it. They're gonna be like, no, I'll take them to court. Stop! Don't keep talking about this because it's not real like they will they will shut you down if you if you write a letter to congress does do they have to read it aloud to the entire congress <laughs> i bet you they get hundreds of letters and thousands of letters dear congress, i don't think they have the time <laughs> i would like the american currency to be called the gruble thank you also, love curtis also i would like a nintendo ds for christmas <laughs> p.s joe gets a nintendo ds <laughs> And, like, Mitch McConnell just has to read that in his turtle voice to the entire chamber. God, he is just a turtle. Is he oh, in Congress? Man. I don't know how fucking know. Anyway, the, go the on, government Steve. works. We keep derailing you. Um, no, that's okay. Um, so, just to continue on, 
Um, <clears throat> I do want to like make a point that like a lot of theorists, like I said, including Hal Turner, believe currency has already been made and that it's ready to go. Like soon as the North American Union happens, like bam, we're gonna have the Amero and it's gonna be in circulation. Like it's just gonna happen. Like people strongly believe this. Can we pay off our debt with the Amero? Like um, we can say, oh no, this is totally worth sixty billion Ameros, and it's just like one. There you go. Thanks, China. You know, it when when it comes to the union of currency, there is like I remember reading a couple things that were uh one one thing in particular, I can't remember which it is, um, that talked about how um the exchange rate would happen. It was a pretty in-depth article. Like mostly I think one of the things was like America would be the le- would be like the le- would be the country that would um benefit from it the least. Um and I believe it is the very paper of Herbert Grubel that kind of talks about it. And uh, if you guys want, I can pull up that paper and we can uh we can talk about it a little bit. Sure. So let's see. All right. So, um, and for oh, that's not the right link. That's actually the full paper. I um, I will include this in in our sources. I was able to find the full link. What's up? Nothing. Go ahead. Send us the link. Uh, let's see. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Here's the right one. Um, but yeah, for the sake of our audience, I will include a link to both the excerpt that specifically like, um, that I specifically found, and then I will include a link to the full paper. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, um, this, uh, paper is called the case for the Amero, the economics and politics of a North American monetary union by Herbert G. Grubel, the Fraser Institute. So. This study, um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the article to you guys, um, and it should basically, hopefully, answer a lot of those questions about the... Uh, <clears throat> about the Grubel? About the Grubel. Uh, it, was pub- um, it was published January 1st, 1999, so be prepared for, <clears throat> you know, some stuff back, so, you know. So the paper's some- called The Grubeling, right? <laughs> sure. Cool. Prepare Anyhow. a lot of, like, Matrix references. <laughs> Actually, the Matrix wasn't even out yet because it's January 1st, 1999. Wow, this is a pre-Matrix paper. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, I'll go ahead and begin. Uh, This study was stimulated by the recent successful launch of the euro, the prospect of official dollarization in Argentina and Mexico, the relatively poor performance of the Canadian economy, and the depreciation of the Canadian dollar during the last 25 years, and especially in 1998. Canada's flexible exchange rates have contributed to poor economic performance. On the one hand, they have cushioned the producers of commodities from the effect of lower world prices. On the other hand, they have caused a reduction in labor market flexibility and delay adjustment to the long-term decline in the world prices of natural resources. They also brought high currency exchange costs and a significant risk premium on Canadian interest rates. The plan for a North American monetary union presented in the study is designed to include Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Under the proposed plan, banknotes and coins of the currency, tentatively called the Amero, will have Amero symbols on one side and national emblems on the other to preserve important symbols of national identity. The conversion of existing currencies into the Amero will take place at rates that leave 
unchanged each country's real income, wealth, and international competitiveness at the time of conversion. Um, so uh, hopefully that much at least has uh, kind of uh, answered that part, Joe. Okay. Um, but I can keep going. So the North American Central Bank, like the European Central Bank, will have a constitution making it responsible only for the maintenance of price stability and not for full employment. The three countries in the union will have representatives on the bank's board in numbers reflecting their relative size in terms of some weighted average population and national income, with the weights to be determined through negotiations. Every country will receive the profits from the issuance of Ameros used domestically. Trade among members of the monetary union will be stimulated by the elimination of the costs of currency trading and risk. There will be greater price stability, and importantly, interest rates in Canada will fall by about 1% percentage point. Against these gains in economic efficiency must be weighed possible losses in macroeconomic performance. These losses will be small or non-existent. Flexible exchange rates have not brought Canada the macroeconomic benefits promised by advocates of such a policy. Unemployment has remained high and economic countries have shown that the economic fine-tuning possible under flexible exchange rates have been, has been a failure. Labor market flexibility, essential for dealing with economic shocks, was lowered by the very existence of flexible exchange rates. The temporary protection offered producers and workers by exchange rate depreciation has generated inefficiencies much like temporary protection through uh, tariffs is known to have done in the past. Canada's cultural sovereignty and political independence are not affected by monetary union. Just as in the case of free trade, there is nothing in any treaty for monetary union that interferes with Canada's ability to pursue taxation, spending, social regularity, uh, regulatory, I'm sorry, or foreign policies different from those of the United States. And you guys can jump in at any time if you need to. Um, a small how, political hey, how much movement, longer is this? Uh, there's only two more paragraphs. It is a word salad. I don't know I, at all I know. what this means. Okay. Why is there so, so much talk about Canada specifically? Um... Because um, the Fraser Institute, I think, is in Canada, and, you know... Fraser's um, in Seattle. Herbert Grubel, I think, is a... He, you know, he was... You know, he was he was doing this research as an economist at the Fraser Institute. So, I mean, like, it was very heavily Canada-focused. Um, here's the... You know, I can... But there's only two more, and one of the... The last paragraph does talk about um, how America is affected. Uh, but anyhow... So I'll just continue. A small political movement for monetary union already exists. It will gain strength if the Canadian economy continues its recent record of poor performance. Even if the world prices of commodities and the exchange rates or exchange rate should recover, history shows that the exchange rate will not return to its old level. All Canadians will be permanently poorer. At the same time, the rise in the exchange rate taking place will cause unemployment and government deficits. Business and the general public will increasingly look to monetary union as a solution to these problems, especially if the euro succeeds. The United States has less to gain from a monetary union than Canada and Mexico, but there will be some benefits. Monetary union will reduce the threat to the power of the U.S. dollar, resulting from the greater use of the euro in place of the dollar in the rest of the world. Further, 
the United States will benefit from having more stable and prosperous countries as neighbors. When the United States joined other international organizations like the IMF, the World Bank, the World Trade Organization, and the North American Free Trade Agreement, the expected economic and political gains appeared to offset the surrender of some national sovereignty. In this tradition, the United States may well find it worthwhile to join the proposed monetary union. <clears throat> so generally, as I, as to sum, sum up a little bit of that last part, um, we have less to gain, but also overall, we're, we're going to do better in general. Um, we are, again, sacrificing national sovereignty, which I think is the biggest point of having a unified currency and having the North American Union. That's kind of the biggest pushback that people give for this theory. For, for the North American Union, is losing national identity, losing some of our own power. Even though, overall, we benefit if this were to happen, at least according to this paper, you know? And, and to, to nationalists, which a lot of... Um, I don't know, you were talking about Nazis earlier, um, a lot of whom are nationalists. Uh, losing that national power, that national identity, um, is very important to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or yeah, they don't exactly. want to lose it. Exactly. It's a pretty big deal. So that's why that's why a lot of those kinds of people um come and like basically are like, this is actually happening and we need to stop it from happening. Yeah, there is a you big know? difference between nationalism and patriotism. Like a huge difference. Yeah. Well, even even uh nationalists and capitalists kind of like have a divide on this whole deal too. So um, but as I mentioned before. There are AmeriCoin designs, um, and they have been printed out. So, um, there's a website called Designs Computed where the, where the AmeriCoins were created. Is it just Google's face on the back? <laughs> um, I could uh, send you the link if you'd like to see it. Is it? Um, I'm just going to assume it's a piece of paper that says Google. Yeah. Hold no, it's a coin. No, it's a coin. Yeah, I know, but I, I'm just going to assume it's no, paper. No, it's, it's like Google. the old West where it's like you ask for a bunch of things, you just throw like a bag of coins or thing. That should be enough. Yeah, I pulled it up here. Uh, so it has like a lady and it's minted 2007. And then it says uh, Union of North America. And then this says 10 Amero. So, so where is this coin? There's where does this coin design supposedly come from? Um, it, looks it was sweet. just made up. Someone just made it up. Yeah, someone made it up. Um, there are a couple different designs, but so Photoshop. The, the one in particular that um that I uh I was able to find from Designs Computed um was created. Let's see. Um, on the on the website, it specifically states um that the designs for the Amero are quote. Private issue fantasy pattern coins that will be struck as an annual series. Okay, fantasy. You know, if it gets and I believe it was like some redditor who created the designs, and then they ended up getting printed. Um, we can actually, let's see, uh, if you uh, if it gets rid of the penny, I'm all for it. Pennies aren't very useful. And nickels, dimes. We just have like quarters, quarters, and like. Dollar bills or Google's. Let's just have Google's. Let's just have Google's. Yeah, this makes Grubles. more sense. Let's just I mean, from what I can tell based on this, it seems as though do a Google for the most part, it's all coins now, correct, Sakif? For the most part. Yeah, so I mean, you know, 
So, I mean, these coins are in print. That's why that's why people believe that they exist because there's these fantasy coins that were printed out and people have them. Uh, Hal Turner, again, going back to Hal Turner, he has a, he had some coins and he was like, "Here's proof. I have an Amero right here." This is proof that this is a real thing and that the North American Union is happening. And then, like I said, there's a Snopes article that basically was like, hey, that is not true. Um, those were, and then they were like, see, these coins actually came from this, uh, from this website, and so you're wrong. So, like, he just bought some, some of the fantasy coins and said they were real. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, like, I have a Harley that Quinn figure in my point. room. Does that mean Harley Quinn's in my room right now? She's totally in All your right, room, cool. Yep. That makes sense. What are you doing here, Joe? Recording a podcast? Go hang out with Harley Quinn. Yo, I don't know. She's kind of she's kind of out there, not real put together. Like later on, she gets you know less crazy. Later on. Later on. Anyway, she the Joker. Anyway, so so people are Ivy. saying this exists. People are saying that it doesn't. Mostly the United States, but it's something that they actually like tried to look at. Correct. Um. Yeah. There is a little bit of um. <clears throat> There was a little bit of discussion um, for some. Some people have actually discussed it. Um, again, like I said, Vicente Fox really tried to push certain um, union pop, like union ideas, unification ideas uh, towards towards the three countries. Um, but I mean, for the most part, there's a, most government officials are like, "Heck no, this is not happening. This is not real." So they actually say, "Heck no, we won't Google." Um, do you guys want to buy some Amero? Dude, we totally should, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go to AmeroCurrency.com. Oh, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, can I exchange this for Bitcoins? <laughs> and let me know when you're there, Brendan. He's doing a Google search. Yeah, a Google search. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's spelled A-M-E-R-O Currency. That com. is correct. Um, mm-hmm. my, my website over here says AmeroCurrency.com is a totally awesome idea still being worked on. Check back later. Exactly. It's totally awesome. We'll so get right we, back to so you. So we can't buy Amero. Um, not from AmeroCurrency.com, but I believe you can you can still purchase if you go so, to um, So you're just fucking with us? Is that what you're doing, Skeep? You're just like, I'm gonna tell them a website that doesn't yep. work first. Hey, Actually, go that, to that fuckhead.com. That's where <laughs> go to IamABigLoser.com. That's where you have to go. <laughs> Don't go to AmeroCurrency. Well, I mean I mean to our listeners, go ahead and go there and see if I'm see if we're lying or not. But <laughs> you're yeah. you were so, a credible I mean, source now, not so much. <laughs> There was, we so didn't anyhow, do anything to deserve you, that, Sakeep. You just <laughs> straight up lied to us for no reason. Sakeep, how dare you Google us? I mean, it was there. You know, it was there. It came up in my research, and I was like, oh, okay. That's Google I'll just tell the guys about right it. Right there. Sounds great. This is what they want. This is what the North American Union wants, Sakeep. They want lies being told to friends by people who they thought were their friends, and then they have to go to a website that's not even real. So I can't use Bitcoin for this then, right? <laughs> Betrayal. Well, there is another site. Um, I just shared it to will you guys. Will this one actually work? Um, it's, uh, it will work. It's uh, dc-coin.com um, slash uh, 
UNA Amero Pattern Coins dot ASPX. Wow, that just really um, rolls off there, the tongue. It's not a dot gov. <laughs> I mean, you so don't go, you go to America.gov to buy America Fake money. <laughs> I need to go buy some dollars. Let me go to the government website and buy dollars. Where could I exchange these for? Real green dollars. Oh man, Yahoo Answers has a really funny uh, question about it. Did There's... you bing it? No. Sorry. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> grudled it or whatever it was. Grugled it, sir. Um, Grubled. So, so I, uh, um, the question is, where do I purchase a marrow? Question mark. Good investment? Question mark. And then he's talking about it. Uh, the best answer says it's from Joe. This is 10 years ago. Got you, guys. Don't worry. Um, it says, you can't purchase Amero because it's only a hypothetical currency. See first link. However, you can buy fake novelty Ameros. See second link. Um, and then there's another answer um, where this guy gives like a whole reason why he says that we should buy Ameros. He's like, I'll give you my opinion. The Amero will indeed be implicated or implemented as the currency of the, or for the North American Union. The plans are already underway. They have started building the NAFTA superhighway, a sure sign of what is coming. I personally suspect that the union will occur within 10 years. Uh, if you don't know anything about purchasing the Amero, since it's not a viable currency yet. That gentleman sounds like he would purge. What, what's funny is that even that guy who believes in the North American Union just told the original guy, like, hey, just calm down. It's not even real yet. Yep. <laughs> so, so it's the key. So, mm-hmm. how like, much have you invested? How much have I invested? <laughs> yeah. How many Americans are sitting in your closet I'm right ready now. for this, guys. I have, like, a whole, like, um, bucket full of A whole uh, bucket. Yeah, how much, oh, how wow, much currency bucket. is that? One standard bucket. Quite a bit. One scientific metric bucket. Is it like a like a pail? Like a like a it's a pail? it's a very hefty bucket. It's a twenty gallon bucket. Oh wow, wow. that's a yeah. lot. It really went all in. Well, we don't really know how big Ameros are. They could be fucking huge. That could, that's like at least four Googles. Be like one Amero Amero per twenty gallon bucket. Anyway. Also, that's a big fucking bucket. Anyway, Sakif, I have a question. <laughs> sure. So. The Amer- uh, so so North American Union, um, it was potentially a thing, but now it's not. I'm not really seeing the conspiracy here. Um, it it's mostly like it's mostly a theory, because like again, I want to say like conspiracy theorists and like people all over the internet and stuff like that are basically like this is happening. There is no real evidence, mo- and like government officials have outright said we don't support. Of the idea of a North American Union, like we're not actually working at this, so so less of cons- it's all conceptualization from the mind. Less of a conspiracy theory, more of an alternate fact. This still fits within our guidelines. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm down. Good, good on, good on you, gotcha. Joe. Got it. So it's just like people, like the American people, as well as probably some of the uh, North American people believe that this is a thing that is happening. Some of them, most of them neo-Nazis and they don't want it to happen. Um, whereas, uh, frequently the United States is saying, Hey, this isn't happening. And did I, did I say that correctly? Yeah, pretty, that's pretty much the gist of it. Most, most things are basically saying that. So I think we need to take back the term Grugel from the neo-Nazis. That's our word now. Yeah. 
they don't they don't get that word. That's our word. <laughs> I think it very clearly is just our word. Just us here on this podcast. So we've defeated the neo Nazis. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's our word, but also it's all of your words too. Hashtag Grugel. Hashtag Yeah, I don't know how you spell that. <laughs> so Keith can tell us how Grubel is spelled. He's the one he's uh, the Grubel man. Yeah, Herbert Grubel. His last name is spelled G as in uh Gary. Golf. Okay, just G as in golf, uh R as in Romeo, U as in uniform, B as in Bell, E as in Echo, and L as in Lime. So exactly how I thought so, it would be spelled. Golf something unicorn something something Google. Grubel. Cool. cool. I'm glad we're on the same Hashtag Grubel. Alright, Skeef, what else you got for us? So, um, Brendan, you just mentioned the next part of this uh, theory that I was going to talk about, which is the NAFTA superhighway. Whoa. Way. The NAFTA superhighway. So it's just a, a road that goes highway. from Mexico to the U.S. to Canada. You're right on the money, that Curtis. That exists. You're right on the grubles. You're right on the money again. You are right on the money again. Which is Moving why, on. again, this is so stupid. <laughs> because people... <laughs> it's like, again, it's just, it's so stupid. They're going to make like, a road from like, one place to another. They're going to make a road. What? They're going to make a road from one place to another. Exactly. They're going to make a giant road from one place to another. Even though there's already like at least two that do that or three. What is it like an eight line highway or something? Mm, I think one of the things described it as being four football fields wide. It's like what? One thing I saw four football fields wide. Wait, they want it. They think there's going to be one road (laughs) 400 yards wide. Exactly. You, it's ridiculous. Wait, wait, hold on, hold Chris on. Chris is getting mad. Hold on. Is that is that is that going one way, that's, or is that that's width. or is that both that's ways? That's the width. That's the width of the road. The width. So that's not probably both distance, ways. But the width of the so road. So that's both ways. Yeah. Which is still enormously unreasonable. <laughs> it's quite unreasonable. How do you get well, off one that of the, road? <laughs> How do you? I don't know. You have to merge for I don't four know. years before you got to the right side to exit. You want me on the right hand side? <laughs> there may have been. Oh. I may have missed something, but I definitely saw four football fields wide. Football fields somewhere. Baseball fields. No, I said okay. football fields. Yeah. We just got into America. We better. We want to get off at Canada. We better start getting over now. Why are we in Missouri? <laughs> Oh yep, here it is. It's uh, it was in the New York Times. That's where it was. Where Incredible I got source. That from. Wow. Yeah, I, I told you this theory got uh, mainstream media attention. Thank you, New York Times. Um, I will refer to that article. Um, but for the time being, we'll go ahead and start by talking about what this is, for, for which we've already story. started talking about what it is. Yes, tell us about it. Um, it's a hypothetical highway that would supposedly, as Curtis was right on the money, would run from Mexico up through the United States and to Canada. There are already several highways that do that. So this is already kind of like wacky in the first place. Right, or just like a myriad of roads that connect to each other, you know. Exactly. I-35 going to, let's see, it's I-35 and I-19 actually connect midway. And then, like, basically jump from Mexico to Canada. Uh, I-5 and I-15 go to Canada and Mexico. Can we, so, can we all appreciate the term hypothetical highway? 
Just roll straight off the top. <laughs> name of my newest album. We're going on to the hypothetical highway. Oh man. Ladies. Every 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 time that we bring up a hypothetical in this podcast, I want it to I want us to call it a hypothetical highway from now it. on. Thank, <laughs> thank you for this gift so, to keep. You're welcome. <laughs> Hashtag hypothetical highway. I mean we got two hashtags this episode. That's better than most. <laughs> hashtag Grubel, hashtag hypothetical highway. Wow. Hashtag sassy Mary. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I think you guys are going to like this. Uh, so once again, as I mentioned before, the 2008 presidential election, like there was a lot of, t- like this was actually a campaign topic. Thanks, Obama. Like the NAFTA superhighway and North American Union, those are cam- that was a campaign topic. Um, the Colbert Report actually did a segment on the superhighway. Awesome. I'm not even kidding. I watched the segment and I was like, holy crap. He really talked about it. I love Stephen Colbert. It was like, you're getting, again, you're getting mainstream media attention talking about this. It's ridiculous. Um, but he noted, again, like I said, that it was actually discussed during the campaign and that Mitt Romney was asked if he believed in or supported it, to which he stated that he felt it's just an urban legend and that he strongly and that he is strongly against it. How is how is something that like your government has totally talked about at one point in time considered an urban legend? It's they, like they it's heard like, about they heard about it in the playground. <laughs> it's like nowadays democracy. It's an urban legend. Oh, we don't speak of that here. Well, and let's let's also consider this. He said he thinks it's an urban legend and he's also strongly against it. Yes, is he strongly against the highway or all the, urban legends? <laughs> I really am still just stuck on this highway because I don't even <laughs> see how that's a problem for anybody, and I don't see how it's convenient for anybody. Please, curse hypothetical I don't highway. See <laughs> how it changes the world in any way at all? Well, Mitt Mitt Romney is mostly talking about he is against probably hypotheticals the unionizing of of the of North America. Yeah. Having us one one currency, one, I mean, basically making it easier for people to travel between the two places or three places. But I prefer the world where Mitt Romney is strongly anti-highway. <laughs> <laughs> I only travel by yacht, though, and helicopter. Though honestly, if you're talking American. about a highway four football fields wide, you should be strongly anti that. I am strongly anti four football fields wide highways as well i'm just generally against things that are that wide <laughs> i'm anything yeah. i'm very pro hypothetical not this highway just most hypotheticals uh joe supports things that aren't real is what he just said yeah and is against everything that exists yeah. um so back to Fuck the topic really? at hand sakif where will you take us next on this hypothetical highway so, um, as I said, it's four football fields wide. If you want a little bit more information. <laughs> That's all the information you need. Gonna dis- <laughs> That's it. It's four <laughs> football give you a fields wide. How big are your cars? Why so do you this have a is car from the New York big? Times. Are you, travel- are you transporting the space shuttle? So here's a little specific bit from the New York Times uh, web article that I found. Um, A new continent, I quote, a new continental government will grow out of the tri-national working group set up by the SPP. The SPP is something we'll talk about later. Um, 
complete with bureaucratic agencies outranking the three national legislatures and a North American court able to overrule national courts. There is talk, Corsi writes, uh, this is Jerome Corsi, uh, of issuing North American passports and of meshing the three nations' militaries. And the infrastructural backbone of the sprawling new superstate is already being built. The NAFTA superhighway. A four football field wide or a four football fields wide Mississippi of concrete and rail <laughs> along which goods, cheap labor, narcotics, terrorists, and pandemics will flow unimpeded from Mexico and via Mexico's Pacific ports from China into the United States and on to Canada. Whoa, we just brought China into this for no fucking reason. We did bring China. Like, yes. China has nothing to do with the four football field highway that cuts America in half. It doesn't, but I believe the same article talks about how, um, like China, like uh, Mexico could have, like the Mexico might have this uh, port, um, that um, you know, basically because of like how, like the two ports in uh, in America, I think it's like the ones in Los Angeles and Long Beach or something like that, because like they're heavily taxed and stuff like that. Like Mexico has like a port that could get imports from China, and like it would basically be cheaper to import. To China, import from China to Mexico, and then through that, so like and then the and then and then drive it along the, the concrete Mississippi. <laughs> yep, the Mississippi concrete is not Mississippi. that wide. I don't think. I mean, they want to say four football fields wide. That's what this says. So, that's, that's what the source says. Ridiculous. Yes, and according according says. to the guy on Yahoo Answers, it's totally underway. It's totally being built yeah. right now, it 10 is? years yeah. ago. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to the news, Brendan. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Sakeef, what else you got? Um, let's see. Here's a... The Wall Street Here's another thing that I, uh, that I found. Um, this is a quote from, from, another, from another source. Um, this one talks about NASCO. Um, the, the, this particular conspiracy theory appears to have its origins in rumors snowballing on the internet, tying together various real things into a conspiracy that isn't. There's such a group as North America's Super Corridor, Corridor Coalition, Inc., or NASCO, a Dallas-based business coalition which lobbies for transportation improvements to help the flow of international trade. It is also true that Kansas City Southern Railroad has acquired railroads in Mexico and Panama and markets itself... As the markets itself as the NAFTA railway, stretching from Chicago to Mexico City, the Panama Canal Railroad doesn't connect to anything. It is also to that the plans to connect the various disconnected bits of uh, Interstate 69, which has been nicknamed the NAFTA Superhighway from time to time, because if completed, it would run directly from part from the part of Canada with industry being Ontario, to Mexico. But this, one, has not has run into non-conspiracy-related hiccups like lack of funding and environmental impact reports, and two, isn't really that spectacular since the route via I-69 isn't particularly useful for Mexican trade. These do not a conspiracy make. Paranoia about the New World Order, notwithstanding, they are a big so what. <laughs> a big so what. What was that? What was that highway again? Sakif, what was that interstate? What number? 69, right? <laughs> it was 69. Yeah, 69. I just want to confirm it was 69. 69. Yeah, it was 69. It was, that's a funny number. That's one of the funny <laughs> numbers. <laughs> quite, quite. We're year. all children. So, NASCO did produce a map showing various transportation corridors in North America, which along with the recent book, The Late Great USA by Jerome Corsi, 
seems to have fueled much of the paranoia. Okay. So, 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 so really it's just a Once fear again. of like us being connected with Mexico at all. Like just there being any open doors or any more open doors between the United States and Mexico. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with Canada for the most part. Yeah, I don't think anyone's afraid of Canada. Sorry, Canada. No, yeah. You and I mean, like I said, the Vicente Fox, he was really pushing to like kind of like form an economic union. Like he wanted us to like kind of like start like kind of unionizing as a whole like continent. I mean, it totally i it, in my opinion it kind of makes sense it makes it easier for us to travel between the two places or the three places mm-hmm. um and it also just like simplifies currency between the three areas as well um the highway is a little ridiculous uh because we already have that but um we already have highways and we don't need a highway that's four football fields yeah wide. but like as, as someone who doesn't know very many things super political and the politics is probably why it's never happened. But, like, it totally just kind of makes sense. It just makes it for ease of stuff. Plus, not only that, uh, so many people hate the United States. So, like, if we if we combine ourselves with, like, super friendly Canada and, like, Mexico's ghetto really, Mexico. Yo, uh, Mexico's not that bad. Yo, buddy. Theoretically, yo. theoretically it will, uh, like, bring down our bad <clears throat> image. Also, like, not even to mention, like, the military standpoint on it, like it wouldn't be bad kind of mixing. Plus, plus it would just get rid of all of this, all these issues with people from Mexico trying to, uh, illegally immigrate to the United States. Like it just gets rid of all those issues. We don't have to talk about it anymore and we're done. (laughs) Well, the, from, I agree with everything you just said, but from the standpoint of, uh, an American nationalist, um, they, they think that, allying with um, Mexico would bring down America from a socioeconomic standpoint. Um, They think that the uh, quote unquote ghetto of Mexico um, would bleed into the United States. And they think that uh, because they have a lower economic standing that they would pull us down with them. Um, Oh yeah. I'm not saying that's true. Uh, That's, that's what they think. Oh yeah. I totally, I totally understand that. Um, me as someone who's super liberal, I say, let's go for it, but I understand the other side and I understand why they're doing that. It's going to get rid of our national image and we're going to get pulled down by specifically other countries. So like, I, I get it. Um, I just don't really get believe well, again. It. Then the 1999 paper from Herbert Grubel does specifically state that we do have less to gain from the union, but we still have benefits like, <clears throat> Overall, like the dollar, st- like doesn't lose value. Um, the euro starts getting used more, and eventually, like just we benefit as a country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, um, if there if there were no countries, then even in the entire world, if there were just no countries, then even more so, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. But then we would be talking about the new world order. Yeah, I mean that's um, its that's its own episode. You right could just there. call it anarchy, yeah. though. Well, no, the new world order. Sakif was saying is like the Illuminati, which that's its own episode, and that's going to be a big one whenever we talk about. But that. But I think this ties yeah. in, and I've already talked to. I think huh? this ties into that same fear—the fear of the new world order. Um, also, is a part of this because this is this makes it easier for that to happen. You know, like if. 
if there is an American union and an, and a European union, European union, then it's easier for them to merge into one and make an even bigger union. You know what I mean? If the pieces get bigger, it's easier for those pieces to merge together. Mm-hmm. But if you have a bunch of tiny pieces, it's, it's harder for the, all those pieces to merge together. So they, people see it as like a stepping stone towards uh, a new world order. Yeah. It's like doing a little puzzle. It's so much harder than doing a big puzzle. Right. But if you just get, if you do like all the corners of a big puzzle and then piece it together, it's a lot easier. Exactly. That's a pretty good way to look at it, actually. And puzzles are bad, according to conspiracy theorists. It's true. So, um, NAFTA and the, um, the superhighway, um, and the North American Union did come up again as a topic. Um, <clears throat> so here's a little bit of a brief uh, excerpt from the Washington Post that I found. Um, and this is specifically after the whole Brexit in- incident. Okay. So this is pretty recent. Okay. So from the, I quote from the Washington Post. Excuse me. Uh, while the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA, which came into force in, in 1994, ties Canada, Mexico, and the United States together in a trilateral trade bloc, there has been no significant attempt to build upon it with a North American Union that could theoretically be compared to the EU. In fact, many Americans view the idea of North American political integration with a deep distrust that converge on the conspiratorial. Relatively mainstream commenters, commentators like Lou Dobbs have suggested that trilateral meetings between the countries were a sign that America's hoarders, or borders <clears throat> were about to be destroyed, threatened to end the United States as we know it. More extreme versions of these theories have included suggestions that a new transnational currency was soon to be implemented, the Amero. That NAFTA will eventually create a superhighway between the three nations designed to abolish national borders, or that a North American court system would soon be implemented that would overrule dem- domestic courts in all three countries. Um, Ron Paul also believed in the NAFTA superhighway oh. and claimed that the SPP was behind the planning of the superhighway. I mean, Ron Paul, that's a throwback. <laughs> Good old Ron yeah. Paul. <laughs> Ron Paul, of yeah, course, he totally the, believes uh, in. He totally believed in it. The uh, 2008 uh, Libertarian Party presidential candidate. Am I correct? I believe so. I'm. I'm sure you're correct. I've actually forgot. I think he was one of the Republican candidates. Uh, I think he tried to be, or... and then wasn't, um, and then was the Libertarian candidate. Gotcha. Okay. So. So yeah. Um, Essentially, like, it did, it did come back up again. So, so, I mean, so like, it's, it's, it's been like... Yeah, it's showed up in somewhat more recent news. Yeah, like, it kind of, like, comes in and out. Like, it was a lot bigger mm-hmm. in, like, the, in the 2000s, especially, like, the late 2000s, like, during the 2008 campaign. And then it, like, kind of fizzled, and then it came back. Um, it, it still holds a little bit, like, a, it still holds a little attention these days, like, from, from conspiracy theorists, you know? Like people still talk about it because people still think it's ha- it's going to happen. Um, but anyhow, I've uh, actually mentioned the SPP a couple times, so I'll actually go ahead and clarify. The SPP is known as the Security and Prosperity Partnership of North America, <clears throat> and uh, what it is, it actually no longer exists. Um, 
but uh, excuse me for one moment. Um, what it was is um, it was a region level uh, dialogue with the stated purpose of providing greater cooperation on security and economic issues. Um, <clears throat> you know, so like uh like specifically um it's it's goals of dialogue were the cooperation and inform uh it had the goals of cooperation and information sharing improving productivity reducing cost of trade enhancing the joint stewardship of the environment facilitating agricultural trade while creating a safer and more reliable food supply and protecting people from disease so this was like a <clears throat> this was a sort of like um gathering between like officials from all three countries basically with with in having the goals in mind of like just kind of like trying to find ways to benefit each of the three countries. Mm -hmm. But it was its intention wasn't to be like we're forming a, a North American Union. But peop but because it existed for a short time, people were like, oh, they're totally planning on uniting our countries as as one as one union. They're totally planning on it. They're totally like the ones behind the NAFTA superhighway and stuff. So um but that's not actually the case. So when when did the um, SPP exist? Um, I, I believe it was founded in 2005. Uh, yeah. So it was founded actually in, on March 23rd, 2005. And it has not been active since, uh, 2009, but it has been superseded by, um, the North American Leaders Summit. The last summit was, uh, June 29th, 2016. And that was, uh, Justin Trudeau, um, Obama. And let's see, the last one was... Um, do you know who Mexico's acting president is right now? Not a clue. Oh, it's Peña, uh, Peña Nieto. So the three of them actually met back last June to discuss... Um, okay. Or basically they had like a whole union. How often do these <clears throat> but, things happen? Uh, it doesn't actually ha uh, happen annually, um, but, you know, it does happen, I guess. So it's just, it doesn't happen regularly? Um, it's there's not a really regular interval. Uh, it happened very consistently from 2005 to 2009, uh, and then 2010 and 2011 there was no meeting. 2012 there was a meeting. 2013 there was no meeting. 2014 there was a meeting. 2015 there was no meeting, and then 2016 there was a meeting. Uh, the meeting place does uh, rotate between the countries, so it's not always in the same place. Um, the first one was in Waco, Texas. The last meeting was actually in Ontario. That's two very and, different uh, places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they get hosted by different leaders. I I so. bet you they're trying to avoid having one in the near future. Uh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, if if you guys notice as I said, like um there was a 2-year gap between 2009, um well, I guess 3, 2009 and then there were 2 years where there was no summit. And then there was uh, a summit in 2012. And from since 2012, there's been a summit every other year. So if if the trend continues, we could expect another summit in 2018, potentially. All right. Um, and again, there is no like consistent period. Like the dates aren't fixed or anything like that. So even though the last summit was Jan June 29th, the summit in 2014 was February 19th. And the summit in um, 2005 was Mar March 23rd. So there's no consistent date. It just like it's just it'll just happen. Yeah, I mean what what you bring up, Brendan, so. is a fair point. I mean you you mentioned like you don't think there's going to be a summit soon, mostly probably because Trump hates Mexicans. Yeah, right. That was that was what I was saying. That too. Yeah, and I think that is at least 
a fair amount of evidence to discredit this theory because Trump literally wants to build a wall between the United States and Mexico. So clearly he's not a part of this. He does not want the American union to happen. He's very against that. So that's literally the president of our government, um, working against it. Uh, so that must discredit this theory at least to some extent. And it must, um, and even to the people who believe in the potential existence of the American union, it must to them, uh, maybe prove that it won't happen. Maybe it'll change their minds on the likelihood of it happening because of our current president. I mean, I think you're onto something. Yeah. Oh, Curtis is onto something. And, and even just like, like you said, this theory is really popular in the early two thousands and then gained some, uh speed again in like 2008 and i mean even the fact that just nothing has happened for 10 years must like discredit the theory a little bit too like that must discourage people who believe in this the fact that they see nothing happening they see no 400 yard wide highway being built like you know (laughs) yeah i mean but you know Conspiracy theorists will continue to discuss. Of course, this. but like the time frames they put up aren't, you know, the guy like the guy you saw on the internet, Brendan, who said this is going to happen in ten years, but he posted that ten years ago. Yeah. So, what? I wish we could have him on the show today. I do too. Um. Yeah, I mean that being said, like our president always doesn't have the best interest for us, like. Uh, what was like that? What was the uh? What was that French uh like cons- like conservation agreement? That, uh, the Paris the Paris climate Accord. Accords, yeah, or, yeah, the that Paris agreement. Whatever. Uh, where where we were like one of the few people who didn't actually agree to it, and the other two people that did or like that didn't agree to it. Uh, they didn't agree to it because it was too lenient, and we just didn't agree to it because because it's Trump. Yeah, which is really messed up. I mean, but like, but like, my point is, is just, you know, Trump totally isn't for this, clearly. Um, but like, that doesn't clearly. mean that, you know, he clearly has the best intentions for our, for our nation, because I definitely feel like we totally should have been a part of the Paris Accords. Because uh, it, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the big reason why he didn't do it was because it's going to put a bunch of, uh, like, uh, guidelines and everything with big businesses and having to like not have to do anything conserving to, ha- to having to not destroy the planet exactly to make a fictional currency to make numbers in your bank account go up exactly i it's just, this is an unrelated but what i'm it's just are you trying to say that donald trump is like not smart are maybe. you trying to say he's like a bad person and maybe like a terrible president i think i, th- I think you're on to me I, oh Okay, I can think I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, let's, you know what? Everyone just lean back. Let's hop in a car and take a ride down hypothetical highway. <laughs> Bre- Brendan, unfortunately, this is uh, that was like a, a very real highway we're currently on right that was now. Like a five minutes set up, for, and that was a great punchline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sakif, is that it? Um, Let's see. 
There's a little, I have a little bit more. I have mostly just information from articles again. Like I said, there's a lot of mainstream news attention. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, again, there's like a, there's like a, what is it? An article that was, uh, written back in 2007 by Christian Hayes. Um, it's on the nation. I do. There, and, there and are I mean, a couple things we want to get to at the end of this episode. So if you could paraphrase them, not to rush you, not to say that your information isn't important. No. Yeah. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, it was just, there was so much though. Um, but anyhow, I mean like, again, this article, he talks about, again, he talks about NAFTA, um, and the TCC, which was the trans, uh, or the TTC, which is the trans Texas corridor, uh, that actually ended up, um, getting, um, like basically getting repealed back in 2012. But that was going to be like a giant highway in Texas okay. or something like that. Okay. Everything's bigger um, in Texas. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, again, like he, his article, like, you know, he basically, he comes out right from the beginning and says NAFTA, the NAFTA superhighway is a total myth, but he goes ahead and gives the same explanation. It's four football fields wide. And, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's just the beginning of, of like the, of the sovereign United States being supplanted into a multinational Mm. North American union. Is there any, do we, did you ever figure out where that like number four foot, four, four football fields wide? Do you know where, who came up with that? I really don't know who came up up. with it. It just keeps, someone made it up, but it keeps coming up and I don't know where it came from. Like, that's the one thing I didn't see was who made up this number. That's really intriguing. But I've seen two sources that say four football fields wide. So Yeah, it keeps coming up. So definitely someone said it at some point. I just think it'd be interesting to know who. Um, Theoretically, but, someone credible said it. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a hypothetical there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it also didn't happen, so <laughs> one more for the hypothetical highway. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the highway is, like, one of, probably one of the biggest proponents for it's... this theory. I mean, like, I know we keep coming back to it, but again, it's like, it's, like, one of the biggest things. It's basically, like, people are like, if this highway happens... Like we're gonna get terrorism and smuggling and all I mean, the all the usual suspects. I mean, terrorists terrorists do like to uh, destroy on. large monuments. It's a thing. It was send a message. It's true. They'll never merge off the highway. They'll be stuck on there the whole time. It's too fucking <laughs> it's big. That's they can't get off point. it. <laughs> it's fucking nineteen thousand yeah, lanes wide. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to stay in the first lane. <laughs> Fucking turn. Honey, honey, just get over to the next lane. No, no, if, if I get into the other next lane, we're, we're not getting off. We're going to Canada. <laughs> How many gas stations are in between? And you got to get off for gas, too. Yeah. Like, probably 19 billion. Yeah, it's true. There's probably oh, gas stations like on the highway. Then, right? So like the highway lanes just eventually like split off. And there's like ga- like there's like gas stations in the middle of the highway. So when people need to stop, they just have to stop right when the gas station comes, or else they're they're like screwed. Yeah, it's really good for big oil. There we go. It's it's really good for big oil. It makes sense. Anyway, thanks, Keith, for uh, this topic. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's a lot. Um, there there's there's a lot. Um, definitely a lot. So I mean, like. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know what else I can really say about this topic. Um 
But you know, if if uh you know if you guys are interested in uh, learning more about NAFTA, Superhighway, the Amero, et cetera, et cetera, if you guys want to know more about the North American Union, um, of course, visit our website, check out the sources that I list, um, and definitely go ahead and read those articles. Once again, there is a lot of mainstream media attention. There's posts from the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, I believe, did um, re- referenced uh, the North American Union. So, I mean, you can get a lot of information about this uh, particular conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's That's uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Speaking of our website, Sakif, um, if you don't know what that is, it's MulderWasRight.wordpress.com. And recently, we got an email from a listener. So um, if we continue to get listener questions or emails, we're probably going to try and do a little bit of uh, time at the end of the episode to talk about a specific question that was presented to us. Um, so if you guys want your question answered or talked about, uh, send us an email um at molder was right at gmail.com i think it's molder was right cast at gmail.com that's what it is yeah it's molder was right um, cast or you can go to gmail.com. our or you can go to our website and there's actually a little like contact page where you can actually just send us something there too yeah either or um if you don't want to remember the uh email you can just head, head over to our website but uh let's talk about the uh the question that was presented um so uh one of our listeners uh dakota um, sent us an email saying, uh, talking about, um, Stockholm syndrome. Uh, I believe we talked about this, um, in the episode where we talked about, uh, the Russian sleep experiment with the boondoggle cast. Um, we, we think, we think I'm not a hundred percent sure. We honestly can't really remember when we talked about Stockholm syndrome. I wasn't here for that one, but I think that's right. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, so they brought up uh, talking about um, if like pets get Stockholm syndrome, like specifically like uh, like stray dogs or just, mm-hmm. just any dog that I guess that you adopt. And if they get Stockholm syndrome, that, uh, that they actually like stay with you because because they now right. are invested in you. So to, so to start out, you take a dog home and it's scared and it wants to leave and then it learns to love you. And now it wants to stay. Yeah. And um, which is kind of what happens when you take an animal home, when you first get a pet, they kind of don't want to be there. They don't really understand. Um, They don't understand why they're not back where they were. And then hopefully they start to love you. And that kind of is Stockholm syndrome. They just eventually adjust to it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's like, that's like when somebody gets uh, like kidnapped or something and then they end up like really now. Yep. And then they like really end up staying with the person Mm -hmm. because, and like, there are plenty of opportunities where they can like exit and leave. Yeah. Uh, where like the the perpetrator makes like a mistake, but they decide not to because this is their life now. This is where they yeah. are. Stockholm syndrome is uh, thought to be a coping mechanism for people who've been kidnapped, and uh, so basically, uh, you kidnap somebody, you're like fucking with them a bunch, and then that person starts to actually like you, uh, even though you kidnapped them, and you're you're messing up their life, um, and you're pretty bad to them anyway yeah and uh really the way it works is they they decide they want to start to like you because um they're trying to make their lot in life a little better and um they can't escape so they figure make the they, best out of a yeah bad they situation. might as well make the best out of a bad situation um and well they don't really consciously think that that's kind of subconsciously what's going mm-hmm. on okay. um okay. and so maybe that's what your pets are doing too they're thinking well let's make a best of a bad situation oh. um and honestly, uh, it's kind of like, I feel like I kind of got Stockholm Syndrome when I was born. 
Like I was born and I'm like, wow, this kind of sucks. Oh, well. You're always crying. Like. Yeah. Like I don't want to be here in the world. Yeah. Put me back. Put me back in in the nowhere. No one asked me if I wanted to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, think about that next time you're, you're thinking how happy you are about your life. Um, Or your, or your pet. How you're so happy that you have mm -hmm. a pet. You know, it could just be that they actually were really scared and didn't like you all that much initially, and now they're just coping with That's it. That's why cats are super indifferent. You know, they're still trying to learn to love you. <laughs> cats, cats still want to hate you. Yeah, they do. Dogs are dogs are less hateful. This was actually a really cool question. Yeah, like it's a. Yeah, I've never really thought about it. I haven't like thought about that. it either. Yeah, that was super interesting. Yeah, so if you guys have a question, go ahead and uh, email it us to one of those various contact. Uh, places you can also you know like uh, send us a question on Twitter or Facebook. Yep. Um, at yep. MWRcast. Um, you can also call in and uh, send us something on Anchor at MWRcast as well. Anchor.fm is the app. Check us out. Uh, we do a little preview and uh, and uh, post show for each show that we do. Um, unfortunately, we uh, missed a couple weeks there, so we yeah, apologize. Yeah, because we're really good at things. Uh, but we're we're going to hop on that uh, hypothetical highway and get back on that. <laughs> Life happens, guys. Life yes. happens. Well, thank you very much, Zakeef, and thank you again, Dakota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, so uh, the rest of the month, um, we are actually going to be doing a collaboration. Whoa. With uh, the Monday American again, and uh, because this is September, uh, we are going to be talking about nine eleven. That's gonna be a fun month. Nine eleven. So if you like get really depressed about nine eleven, probably don't listen to us for the next month. Um, It's gonna be pretty controversial. Um, Hopefully, it's not too soon. Was nine eleven an inside job? Uh, We're gonna talk about that, Curtis. I hope so. Because uh, kind of the whole thing, yeah, it's kind of probably probably <laughs> the whole the con- point. The whole conspiracy is that I mean, like, <laughs> there's two different types of conspiracies here. Like the conspiracy to then do terrorism, which is right. what, which is the official story and is actually the official story of what happened. Uh, whereas then you have conspiracy being is it an inside job? So right, two different things there. But uh, it's like, going to oh. be a conspiracy one way or the other. It was like 16 years ago. That's probably enough time, right? Theoretically. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about that for the rest of the month. Um, there's a lot of information out there. I've been doing a lot of research uh, for the past like two, three months. Um, somehow Brendan knew September was coming. Somehow. You're getting really hyped over the September 11th thing. Anyway, um, check us out next week. We're going to be talking about 9-11. It's uh, hopefully going to be interesting. Hopefully it's gonna be fun, but like we don't promise pretty depressing. anything. So no, it very well may not be interesting. It yeah, that I mean, goes for every episode we make. <laughs> Just understand, anytime you click play on one of our episodes, no guarantees, and I'm sorry sometimes, but other times you're welcome. That's what you get. That's Stockholm syndrome. That's the hypothetical highway. This is Mulder <laughs> was right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Wake up, sheeple. Groogle. What in the hell happened?
Scruple. Fuck.